All right, let me start with verse 21, chapter 15 of Matthew. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. That is, he left Jewish country. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. Does that strike you as strange? It did me when I was first saved because I was reading through my Bible for my first time. And, you know, as I, as I read through it, I went back and looked at this because it's the only place I know in the New Testament where someone came to the Lord Jesus Christ for help and he didn't give it to her. You know, she comes, she's got a, she's got a demon-possessed daughter, and it says in verse 23, he didn't answer at all. He just ignored her. That's not like the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I couldn't understand that. And his disciples came and brought, besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. So get the picture. There's a big crowd there. There always was. Jesus is in the middle of a crowd healing. This woman comes with a demon-possessed daughter and said, Lord, so she's calling him Lord. It's not a matter of lack of faith here. Lord, thou son of David, she recognizes him as the son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil, but he wouldn't answer her. Apparently, she turned to the disciples and begged them to do something, so they got tired of it, and they said to Jesus, send her away because she's bothering us. But he answered and said, doesn't say answered her, probably spoke to the crowd and said, I am not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, be honest with me today. How many have been saved for more than a year here? Hands up. Oh, almost everybody. Okay. Now, be honest with me today. Have you ever prayed for something that you knew was right and good, like somebody's salvation or somebody's sick, something that you know God would be wanting you to pray for, and yet the more it didn't happen? Anybody ever had where you prayed for something that didn't happen? Anybody? Just me? Oh, no, I see a few other hands. Over. And the more you prayed, it seemed like the worse the situation got. Anybody ever done that? Oh, really? I'm not the only one. Okay. So, you know, that's a time when the devil comes and says, look, you idiot. You know, look at you, fool. You know, your God doesn't care. Uh, and this woman was faced with that. She had a daughter. She wasn't even asking for herself. She was asking for her daughter, who was demon-possessed. And it seems Jesus ignores her. Then the disciples send her away, get rid of her. And then he spoke to the crowd. Remember now, he's not in Jewish country. He's in Gentile country. And he reminds the crowd that he's not sent by the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, now this is uh, the title. I had a title for this message. It's in your bulletin, Getting Your Prayers Answered. Notice what this woman does. You know, when things get tough and you pray and things don't go the way you want to go or you don't see things happen that you want to see, what, what is your reaction to that? I'll tell you what some people's reaction is because I'm an evangelist. I know I deal with people all the time. Do you talk to Christians? Of course. We run into Christians as well as unsaved, more unsaved than Christians, but we're into Christians. Well, you know, you say, oh, yes, I'm saved. Um, what church do you go? Well, I, I, I'm not going to church now. Well, you get a little further and you find out something happened. You know, it, it, it could be any one of a number of things. Accident, health, something usually happened, and they thought God should do this or that or the other thing. God didn't do it, so they're really angry at God now. They're not going to church. Notice what this woman does. She came and fell down and worshipped him after it seemed like he ignored her and said, Lord, help me. You know what the title this goes under? Persistence. It says over in James 1, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And he gives to us liberty. But you know what it says? It said, but ask in faith nothing wavering, for a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Do you know something? God tests us the time to find out if we really mean it when we're praying for something. You really mean it or you're just going through the motions? If I don't get it today, I, that's it. I'm done. 
well, good, but goodbye. You know, as the Jews say, good luck, because it's over. You, you won't get anything that way. God tests us at times. Do we really mean it? Do we really want it? Have you prayed for your relatives? I have. And I'm telling you, time and again, it just seemed like nothing was happening with my relatives. Uh, I, I prayed 10 years, and nothing seemed to happen. Then there was a break with my mother, and then with my dad. But after 10 years, prayed for a cousin. Nothing happened. Another cousin. Nothing happened that I could see. Uh, after 20-some years, for a wealthy cousin that I had that told me to mind my own business in a nice way. He wasn't nasty, but he didn't want to hear it. He wasn't in his house. His family wasn't religious. Prayed for him for 20 years. It just seemed like it was nothing was happening. He got cancer, liver cancer. I went to see him. I said to him, Dan, can we go back to your office? He lived in a palatial home in Ohio. I went out to see him. Went in his office, and he was dying of cancer, and I thought, boy, I'm going to try. If he, if he orders me out, at least I'm going to try to get the gospel in again. Been after 20 years. I shared the gospel. I didn't stop because I was afraid he'd tell me to leave the office. So I just went right ahead and told him he needed to be saved, gave him the gospel, and said, Dan, you need to put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He looked at me and said, it's too late, Art. I said, no, it's not, Dan. God will save Art. No, no. He said, you don't understand. It's too late. I said, Dan, he said, it's too late. And then he smiled. He said, I already have. I said, really, Dan? I said, why? I said, what happened? Now, get it. I see him once, I'd seen him once about every three or four years during that period. Here's what he said. He said, Art, he said, I've watched your life. And he said, I saw that you were living for someone greater than yourself. He said, I had to find out about that. I said, Lord, later, I said, Lord, thank you for keeping me praying because I didn't know he was looking at me. I didn't know he was watching my life. The devil's a liar, folks. He's a liar. And this woman didn't quit. She didn't say, well, if that's the way he feels, I'm, I'm through. Peter said it this way. He said, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Now, be honest with me. Have you got relatives you quit praying for because they're not saved yet? How's it going in our prayer life? You know what? Um, um, man, A.T. Pearson wrote about him, George Mueller of Bristol, England. Some of you know the history of this man. This man recognized how weak he was in the flesh. So he said, I started a journal. It's famous if you read about his life. And he wrote down his prayer request. And when he started praying, and he said, I'm going to keep praying by the grace of God until the Lord answers. He either says no or yes. He became famous for the answers to prayer he got. You saw it. I, when I read that, I said, boy, that's what I need because I can pray and forget I prayed about something. And, and so I've got a journal now. I have a bunch of them where I have prayer requests in there. And over the years, I've been amazed at how God has answered prayer, but sometimes it takes years. But if I didn't write it down, I wouldn't remember that I prayed for those things because, as I've told you, I have a photographic memory, but it's not developed yet. So I have... <laughs> any of you have memories like that? And boy, I have to write things down or I'll forget. The persistence of this woman. She said she worshipped him, Lord, help me. But it's not over. But he answered and said, It's not me to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Now, that's a term that she, he's not, you know, our Lord would not use derogatory language, but that was a term in his day the Jews used for the Gentiles, the Samaritans, because they were a mixed breed. They had mixed religion. And the Jewish term for those that don't have the religion of God was dog. So he was reminding her that the religion that they had was not the religion of the true God, and he used the term. Then she knew the term. It's certainly not a, a compliment in any way, at the same time, it was exactly descriptive of where she was. She said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumb which fall from their master's table. What do we do when we're praying 
And God points out some sins in our life that we need to deal with. Do we get mad? This woman was a Gentile, wasn't a Jew. And he reminds her and the crowd that he was sent to the Jews. He's the Messiah of the Jews. Does she quit? Does she say, oh, well, no. She said, truth, Lord, you're right. I am a Gentile. You know, I've noticed when I pray, it's like the psalmist. You go to pray and you've got burdens on your heart, but often God begins to deal with me about things. Well, what about this? What about that? You know, the question is, Art, are you going to deal with things? Are you going to let the Spirit of God point out what he wants to point out in your life? Are you going to, as Peter, as Jesus said to Peter, are you going to let me wash your feet? Are you going to get real hard and, you know, and say, no, I'm not going to do anything about that? Well, if I do that, I know I'll not get any answer from the Lord. But if I say, Lord, you're right, this is, I need to deal with this. I, I need that. I need to that. And he has to deal with me constantly. Then I notice God begins to listen and hear, and then I have a great time of fellowship with the Lord. I haven't time to turn to the psalm, but if you'll read the psalms with that in mind, you'll often find the psalmist, he starts talking about all the problems that he's got or all the problems or whatever, and then he goes along, and, the, and, and gradually he gets in until finally he's praising the Lord because he's in the presence of God. Uh, that's a very real thing in prayer. But this woman says, truth, Lord, yeah, I am a Gentile, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. I like that. She said, you know, I am a dog, but I'm your dog, and even the dog eats the crumbs. She didn't, she didn't defend herself. She said, hey, you can't talk to me like that. Pride, folks. Pride gets in the way of our humbling ourselves before God. This woman was not only persistent. She humbled herself before the Lord and said, you're right. I'm a dog, but you made everything, and you made dogs too, and I need your help. That's what she's saying. Now notice what happens. And then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. You see, he recognized her faith. You know what I think? It's only my opinion. He knows the heart, doesn't he? And he's dealing with a crowd here that often is a hard crowd. Often he had hard crowds. But he saw this woman, he saw her faith, he saw that she meant it, he saw that she believed in him, and I think he might have just done this on purpose to bring to demonstrate Here's a woman that knows he's the Lord, that knows there's no help anywhere else, that will not take no for an answer. She just kept coming and falling down and worshiping him and saying, help me, Lord. And when he pointed out to her that she wasn't a Jew, she was a Gentile, she said, you're right, but you made the Gentiles too. Will you please hear and answer my prayer? And he grants it. She had three things here that I think we need to get our prayers answered. Persistence, humility, and faith. And folks... I think the Lord put that in here that we might be reminded. And he took a Syrophoenician woman, a nobody, if you want to put it that way, and used her as an example of that crowd. And since it's in the word of God to us, that God is pleased when we recognize his lordship, and when we're persistent, and when we'll humble ourselves before him. I like to get my prayers answered, don't you? And, and, uh, and yet, you know, we have to deal with our own flesh. And... I found, though, if I'll do that and I'll humble myself before the Lord and I'll be persistent. Sometimes God's timetable is not our timetable. We want it now. But I like what George Mueller did, and I've tried to practice that. And I, if I believe I'm praying for something that's right, I want to keep praying till the Lord either says no or answers. Uh, but that's not easy uh, sometimes because it takes a while. Let's close in prayer. I was going to give you another illustration, but it's too late. Let's go home. Um, 
As we pray, would everyone close your eyes for just a moment? Bow your head. I want to ask you a question. Has God spoken to you in this missions conference? It's personal now. You think about it. Has he? Can you, many of you I think would say yes many times, can you identify maybe some of the major things or thing the Lord has said to you in this conference, where he's spoken to your heart? All right, for that part, then the next thing is as we pray, what you do about what the Holy Spirit has said to you is all important. And D.L. Moody said it years ago. He said, if we don't act on the impressions that the Holy Spirit gives us, the devil will see to it that they're soon gone. Let's close in prayer and make it personal, will you? Don't listen to me. I'm, I'm talking to the Lord anyway, but will you pray? Will you say, Lord, I know you've spoken to me, and I know that I need to do something in this area, that area, and by your grace, don't let me walk away here and forget. Let me do something. Let me leave this conference different in order that precious souls might hear the gospel. Maybe it's about witnessing. Maybe it's about giving. Maybe it's about prayer. Maybe it's about all three. But let's not leave the same. What's the purpose of coming to hear the word of God and doing nothing about it? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for meeting us time and again these last four days and blessing our hearts, encouraging us, instructing us, convicting us. Now help us, Father, to go away and act on what you've told us that you might get glory, that people might get saved, and the cause of missions in our lives and in Fellowship Bible Church might be furthered in the days ahead. For we ask it in Jesus' name with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.